that worship was so good, hey? Ah, you know, I could have just stayed in that place for a long time. Thank you, Eduardo and team. We're just so blessed with a wonderful worship team. And it's just so good to be here together, worshiping, and of course, uh, at home as well. You know, there's so much happening in the life of church. And um, I want to just say, if you're new, we have new people in the building all the time. And if you're new uh, at home as well, welcome. Uh, If you don't know who I am, my my name is Mark. I have the privilege of serving as a senior pastor. And, you know, we really want to connect with you if you are new. So if you're online, you'll see that new here button. Click on that. Fill in your information. We'd love to connect with you and get you connected. And we have welcome packs in the building as well. So get one of those. You know, the thing about family is that uh, we all muck in, right? Who has a dishwasher that needs to be unloaded or loaded? Yes. Who has brooms that need to be used to sweep? Who has, I could go on, couldn't I? I'm getting, you're thinking, oh man, you're just listing the chores I've got to do when I get home. Sorry about that. But as a family, we, we, we muck together, don't we? We, we? we do this thing together. And as we think about getting back in the building, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to June 21st and onwards, you know, we need to start building up again our teams. And one of the critical areas, of course, is kids, headed up by the wonderful Maria Ma and uh, Mana Esterhausen. They do an amazing job with our village kids and Ventureland. But, you know, over a year now, um, you know, we need to start rebuilding that team. Probably we have 40 or 50% of the team coming back, which is great, but that clearly means we have a gap. And so can I just say this? And we have hundreds of people watching this during the week. If only 10% were to say, one in 10 said, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I feel like we're family. I'm going to get stuck in and get involved. Um, then we will just be able to build our, our team as we welcome the kids back. We're looking, you know, we're looking for people that feel prompted to say, you know what, I want to invest in children. You know, they're not just the church of the future, they're the church of today, aren't they? You know, we want to empower our children, as we do in our children's ministry and youth ministry, to walk in all that God has for them now, to see them laying their hands on the sick and praying for people. That's what we, that's what we want. We want to see uh, kids and youth empowered to speak about Jesus and to see Jesus work in their life. And so if you feel led right now and the Holy Spirit is nudging you and you think, you know what, actually, I think this is me, then can you just uh, get in touch? Why don't you email Richard, richard at thevineyardchurch.co.uk and say, yep, I want to get involved and we would love to get you as part of the team. Well, um, wonderful. We're going to um, move on to a brand new series, as Richard and uh, Freya mentioned earlier, uh, called Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And uh, last week we had, if you were here or you watched us online, we had uh, Andy Smith from Belfast Vineyard uh, give us a talk on Pentecost Sunday. And uh, he talked about that moment where the Holy Spirit came upon those early believers and um, those tongues of fire which empowered them um, to go and fulfill the Great Commission. And uh, we had thought to line up this talk after, this series after that talk, because I think for many of us, we maybe, uh, for some of us, take it for granted. We think we know about the Holy Spirit. And I think it's always worthwhile having a reminder and a refresher. But for others, and especially new people that are joining us that maybe come from a different church background, may think, well, who is the Holy Spirit? What is this Holy Spirit stuff you talk about? 
And so what we wanted to do as a team was really look and uh, unpack that together over the next few weeks. And, um, and uh, at best, you see, at best, I think the Holy Spirit is misunderstood, but I think at worst, the Holy Spirit is, is completely forgotten. And certainly, for lots of church history, the Holy Spirit has been consigned to the history books to say, well, the Holy Spirit operated during the time of Acts, but that's it now. Um, but the truth is, is that the Holy Spirit is as important as the Father and the Son, distinct person, the, the Trinitarian God. And so it's important for us, it's important for us to look at the Holy Spirit, understand the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. And I think throughout church history, as we think about revivals, these extraordinary moves of the Holy Spirit, it's almost as if God the Father is reminding us to say, hey, check this out. <laughs> Look at what I'm doing in you and through you as I pour out the Spirit, the Holy Spirit upon you. You know, um, the vineyard movement itself, of which we are part of, uh, 100, I want to say 40, 50 churches throughout the UK and, and you know, many hundreds throughout the globe, we're part of that movement. And that movement birthed around the late 1970s, I think around 1979, 1980, was birthed out of a move of the Holy Spirit. It was birthed out an awakening of the promise of the Holy Spirit, the understanding of the Holy Spirit, and the expectation of a move of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I think that's interesting as I go off notes here. You see, you can have an understanding of the Holy Spirit, but if you don't have an expectation that the Holy Spirit will and can move in your life, I think we miss out. Where's the hunger? Where's the expectation? Where's the, you know, waiting in the upper room as those early believers did on that Pentecost? To say, Lord, would you come? Would you pour out your spirit upon me? <clears throat> and that is what happened way back there in Yorba Linda. What a great name. A place in California that Wimber and others met. And the story goes and that they invited a guy called Lonnie Frisbee. What a fantastic name. Lonnie Frisbee. He was part of the Jesus movement. He looked like a hippie. I think he was a hippie. And he was invited by Wimber. They were, at the time, part of the Calvary Chapel movement with Chuck Smith. And Lonnie Frisbee came one evening to a service, <clears throat> and he gave his testimony. And at the end of the service, um, Lonnie Frisbee said, right, everyone that's under 26, I want you to come forward. So everyone that was under 26, maybe 25. 25 sounds like probably a better number, but hey, whatever it was, they came forward. And do you know what he did? He said, come Holy Spirit. And they started falling over. They started speaking in tongues. And then for the next weeks, weeks that followed, these youth went out and started baptizing their friends in hot tubs and swimming pools, because it's California, so you have a swimming pool. That's the move of the Spirit. And the story goes that <laughs> John Wimber at the time, and there was this, Hunger for the Lord was, was a bit shaken. And he gets home. He's like, oh, Lord, what's just happened? What's just, what have I just let happen in my church kind of thing, you know? And he's up all night, apparently, and he's going through church history to see whether or not this has happened before. 
And he goes all the way back to Wesley, John Wesley. Oh, oh yes, people fell over there. And oh yes, that happened there. And then he looked at Whitfield and others. And he came to the conclusion that that was an authentic move of the Spirit. And that is true. God moves in powerful ways as his Spirit comes upon us. And anyway, some of, the, some of the elders of the church called John and said, John, what, what, are you, what have you done? <laughs> What's happening? He said, this is a move of God. And that really, many will say, is the birth of, of the Vineyard Movement. And can I just say at this point, and, um, if you want to know more about the Vineyard Movement, and some of you are new, as I said, some of you might just want a refresher, there's a wonderful film called Legacy. Um, a couple of years ago, John and Debbie Wright, the national directors of Vineyard UK and Ireland, went to California, and John interviewed Carol Wimber, the wife of, uh, of, of the late John Wimber, and um, jo um, the Fultons, Bob and Penny Fulton, who were there at the start. And it's an 50, 55 minutes. Can I recommend that if you have time, you watch that, you can get that on our website, thevineyardchurch.co.uk forward slash about us. And watch that. It's a fantastic film that gives you the story, not just about where we've come from, but where we are going. Because we, 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 are, we are a people that is hungry and expectant for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us as we make a decision and a choice to extend God's kingdom here on earth. That's what we're about. If you're new and you're wondering, what's this vineyard movement about? That's what we're about being Jesus' hands and feet, proclaiming the good news of the gospel, not just in word, but in deed. And by the way, we're not alone. We're part of a, you know, a much broader charismatic movement. And, and that's an important part of who we are, that we are hungry and expectant for the Spirit of God to move upon us in power and in signs and in wonders. Anybody else is hungry? Anybody else excited? Great, we got a, we got a bit a few whoops and amens in the room. I hope you're whooping at home as well. And so we thought, therefore, that it is time for us to refresh ourselves and to look at the Holy Spirit. And it's worth saying before I continue that, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit coming upon us, there is a difference between the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to seal us for the day of redemption, the Holy Spirit walking beside us to guide us and to comfort us, and the Holy Spirit to come upon us in power as well. The Holy Spirit in us, by our side and upon us. And we're going to unpack that over the next three weeks. And what we're going to do is we're going to base this heavily on the Alpha talks on the Holy Spirit. You know, um, Alpha has been going on for well, many, many years, 20, 30 years. And did you know it's, been, it's in over 100 countries, over 100 languages, over 24 million people, did you know this, have gone through Alpha. And we have run it as a church here for many, many years. And we've been running it through this COVID time as well, online exclusively, and we've just seen so many blessings from that. And there is a particular segment in the, in the Alpha course near the end where they focus on the Holy Spirit. And so if you've done Alpha before, hey, this is a bit of a refresher for you. If you haven't done Alpha before, here's a bit of a taster for you. And if you want to sign up later in the year, we'll be running Alpha. And so we're going to look really essentially at three questions. One who is the Holy Spirit, 
And I'll be covering that off this week. Next week, Richard is going to look at what does the Holy Spirit do? Or in other words, to put it, what, are the, what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? And then Jenna on the third week is going to look at how can I be filled by and with the Holy Spirit? And then on the fourth week, we've got a bit of a surprise for you. So you do not want to miss that. It's going to be exciting as we bring it all together. And the, the hope is that each week we're going to have some time for some, for some ministry. It's very difficult and different, actually. I'd use the word different. To do ministry when uh, you've got people online as well, hello again, and in the room. But we're going to do that. Why? Because we know that it doesn't matter where you are, God moves. God moves. And it might feel a bit strange you being in your in your kitchen or your living room or your lounge looking at the screen, but I want to give you some encouragement. You're not missing out because good news, God is with you as well there. And so I don't want you to think, oh, flip, I'm missing out on something that's going to happen in the room. No, God is omnipresent. He is with you. Okay, right, let's look therefore, that was quite the introduction. Uh, now I've got that out of the way. Let us then look at that first question of who is he? Well, I think it's worth saying that the answer is in the question, he. You know, <clears throat> while I said that for much of church history, the Holy Spirit um, has at best um, been misunderstood and at worst forgotten, I think if I'm honest with you, can I be honest in this room? It won't go out of these four walls or out of your four walls at home. I think us charismatics, we do err also in a different way. Because I think what we do is we are in danger sometimes of seeing the Holy Spirit as some kind of magical force that we can just conjure up when we want to. Come Holy Spirit. Come on, let's do this. Let's do. But guess what? The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not like Star Wars. Can I just say... May the force be with you. The Holy Spirit is not some kind of mystical force that if you were to see him would be floating around like a cloud. That is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. And three things, and as I said, I'm basing this on the Alpha talk, so thank you, Alpha. Um, three things we can see that I want to look at. Number one is he speaks. He speaks. Just as I'm speaking to you now, the Holy Spirit speaks. Can I ask you a question as an aside? And you don't have to put your hands up for this. Do you make an intentional decision in your life to stop and listen to God? Do you make an intentional decision in your life to create space to stop and listen to God. Why would I do that, Mark? Because God speaks. Don't get me wrong, God listens. God is a great listener. I know that to be a fact because I talk a lot. And he's very gracious towards me. But did you know that God speaks? And it is through the Holy Spirit that he speaks to us, that God speaks to us. 
Let's look at some examples in Scripture. Acts 8, 29 says this, And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. You see, Philip here was minding his own business, and there's a, a eunuch from Ethiopia, and the Holy Spirit said, Hey, go. Go over and join that chariot. And he does so, and he speaks to this eunuch, and then that eunuch comes to know Christ. I, I, I venture to bet, you see, that Philip was cultivating a lifestyle of listening. And Andy Smith said that last week in the talk, didn't he, about, uh, on Pentecost, asking the question, what are you doing, Lord? What are you doing, Lord? Whether you're shopping or walking down the road or with friends, Whatever you might be doing, cultivating that intentional posture of listening, saying, Lord, what are you saying? See, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I remember maybe last year, we had, we've had some builders in doing some work. It's finished now. Thank, thank you, Lord. Um, and I was speaking to one of the guys, and he was talking about his life. Said, Lord, what are you doing now? And I felt the, the Lord say to me, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit said to me, You need to pray for him and just invite me to minister to him. I said, Okay. So I said to him, Do you mind if I just pray for you? I said, Oh, okay, sure. So I said, I'm just going to invite God to come and minister to you. Is that okay? Yeah, okay, sure. By the way, most people will not say no if you offer to pray a blessing. Try it sometime. You'll be surprised. I know it takes guts. You know, I get nervous too. But you're a pastor. Yeah, I'm human too, by the way. I'm no different than you. Everyone gets to pray. And nothing. He stared at this blank piece of paper, he says. He's getting more and more angry with his wife. An hour passed, two hours passed. He says... Eventually, and I can't say this word for word, I can't remember it fully, but the sense was I knew I needed to ask forgiveness because I was in the wrong and I had unforgiveness there. And so he went and spoke to his wife and said, I'm, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? She said, yes, and they made up. Went back to his desk and all of a sudden, like a download, he said. It was like, oh, I've got to keep up. You see, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God if you're saying, oh, Holy Spirit, would you come and speak to me? Would you guide me? Would you, you know, on all this stuff. And then we're, we've got anger and bitterness to somebody. I'm like, oh. Holy Spirit's like, you know, I think we've got to deal with this, right? Before we do anything, let's just deal with this. And so I think it's a helpful reminder for us to say, what's going on in my heart right now? What's going on in my heart right now? You know, I think if, you, if you're saying, you know, I want to hear the Holy Spirit speak. I don't want to grieve the Spirit of God. Lord, would you just show if there's anything in my heart that's not right, Lord? I think that's a helpful thing. As we think about maturing as Christians, you know, as we think about this journey, I think it's helpful sometimes to do a bit of an audit, isn't it? Say, Lord, would you just reveal anything in my heart that's not right right now? And he will do that. Number three. He is with us. God is not just for us. You've heard that phrase. God is with us. 
God isn't just cheering us on from the sidelines. He's running right next to us. You know, I, we, I just I cannot wait to see Jesus in person. I am just, what did we sing earlier in that song? You know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. If you spoke, if you sang those words, have you ever wondered what that means? To live is Christ, to die is gain? To, what, to die is gain? Yes, to be with Jesus. I cannot wait for when he will wipe away my tears. It says that in the, in, in the scriptures, that he will wipe away every tear. I can't wait. I can't wait to be in the presence of Jesus. I cannot wait to be on my knees in the presence of the Father. But until that time, we have not been left alone because Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Spirit to be with us. And so while I can't see the look into the eyes of Jesus just quite yet, I can feel his peace. I can feel his presence. I can feel his love that, to use that old phrase, is shed abroad in my heart. I can feel that acceptance. I can feel that in spite of my concerns and my worry, that he's got me. What do you think all that is? It's because the person of the Holy Spirit is with you. I don't know, if I'm honest, how people without God live their lives, if I'm, if I'm completely honest. Some say, have you ever heard this? Well, Christianity is just a crutch. Yeah, I love it. I need it. I need a crutch. Wow, I, yeah, I find this life hard. This is challenging. I often feel like I need a crutch, and I'm so grateful that I've got more than a crutch. I've got the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit isn't just there as some force to come upon us when we need to do some... We'll come on to that in a minute. Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate the laughter. You get my point, though. Let's not consign the Holy Spirit to some kind of box of magic tricks as we can be in danger of so doing. But let's recognise that he is a person that has been sent to be with us. Psalm 139, 7 to 10. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which is in the depths, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Can I say the assurance that we are always with him is such a blessed hope and assurance, isn't it? That nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so, as I said, who is he? He speaks, he can be grieved, and he is with us. Of course, there would be many other things we could cover, but we're going to look at, we've just looked at those three. And that leads us on to the next question then, having seen who he is. What is he like? That's a great question. Well, you know what? There's a, there's a great verse, John 14, 26. I'm going to read it from the Amplified because I think it does a really good job of helping us understand who he, what he is like. And let me read it to you. But the helper, now the word helper in Greek is paraklete or parakletos, which means this. 
the helper, the comforter, the advocate. Man, we need an advocate. An intercessor, someone that stands in the gap for you. Counselor, strengthener, standby. What great descriptions. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. What does that mean? In my place. To represent me and act on my behalf. He, the Holy Spirit, will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. What is he like? Wow. He's love. He brings comfort. He he advocates for us. He intercedes for us. He counsels us. He strengthens us. The very life of Jesus made available to us and for us through the power of the Holy Spirit in us and upon us. The Holy Spirit is not some mystical force that we should be scared of. He is a loving person come to represent Christ in his place and in his name, sent by the Father whom loves us. Isn't that amazing? Come Holy Spirit. He encourages us where we need encouragement. He comforts us where we need comfort. He brings us peace where we need peace. We need the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Okay, what, where do we see evidence in his activity? Well, let me just look at two main things. Number one, in creation and life itself. Genesis 1-2, let's read this together. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Why? Getting ready. (laughs) When the Father nodded to the Son, let's do this. And the Son, the Word, the Logos said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit went. Trinitarian God, how beautiful. You see, the the very creation itself was created through the power of the Holy Spirit. But not just, hey, we've done it, guys. High fives. Let's sit back and and see what they, they do. No, we also read that God is a sustainer of life. Acts 17, 27 to 28. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him... We live and move and have our being. We live and we move and we have our being through the power of the Holy Spirit that sustains the very life that God created. I think that's amazing and so comforting. But also in people. And, you know, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. Rich is going to unpack this in more detail next week. Don't miss next week. Really exciting. But we see it in people and the abilities that come from God. It comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, we read, by the way, in Exodus, as they were building the tabernacle, that the Holy Spirit equipped them for the task. God will always equip you in the call that he's placed upon you. Did you know that? He will always equip those that he calls. He never looks around and says, right, I'm looking for the 100% article, then I'll get them to do it because they're ready. No, 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 no. By the way, we would never be 100% until we get to the other side of glory. But he says, I'm looking 
for men and women and children you know, that are willing to say yes. I'm looking for men and women that are saying, use me. Oh, I'm looking for the Gideons. I'm looking for the Davids. I'm looking for the Ruths. I'm looking for men and women that will say, Holy Spirit, would you come and just use me and equip me? By the way, being, an, being a pastor is not a difficult job. I would say it's an impossible job. <laughs> it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that he equips me and all of you guys in all that you do. And so whenever you're in a situation, I just, I can't do this, Lord. Instead of just letting that lead to frustration, lead it to prayer. Holy Spirit, would you just give me everything I need to do this? Would you guide me? Would you equip me? And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. How else? We see it in people as people extend God's kingdom through signs and wonders. You know, I talked about the birth of the Vineyard Movement, a famous book that John Wimber and a guy called Kevin, uh, I can't remember his surname off the top of my head, um, wrote called Power Evangelism. And actually, it's nothing new. You read the book of Acts and there's Power Evangelism. P, you know, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to thee. Stand up in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and walk. That's Power Evangelism. <laughs> That's just doing the work of Jesus. That's just saying, I'm not just going to tell you about Jesus, I'm going to show you Jesus. This is the Jesus whom we serve and that we love. And that's what we should be doing to this day. You see, God, through the Holy Spirit, will give us a toolkit of gifts for us to use as we make Christ known. Whether that be words of knowledge, and we're going to have those at the end of service in terms of what, so how we can pray for people. Whether that be through uh, healings. Whatever it might be, God has sent the Holy Spirit upon us in power to equip us in those gifts. And you can read about those gifts in 1 Corinthians. You can do that maybe as a bit of homework for, for, for later today. And so actually if we opened our eyes, we would see the evidence of God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, working in us, amongst us, and throughout this world. So, who is he as a person? What is he like? He's come to comfort, to guide in the name of Christ. And as I end, he was promised by the Father. You know, in Ezekiel 36, lest you think this is only a New Testament thing, it is not. You see, God said through his prophet Ezekiel, 36, 26, 27, this, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you, sorry, a stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. See, it was always the plan of the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus said to his, those new believers in Acts before he ascended to be glorified by the, the right hand of the Father. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that is exactly what happened. And we are still doing it today, 2,000 years later. So the question is this, 
Who wants to move in all that God has for us? The question is this. Are you going to shy away from the Holy Spirit because either you are unclear as to who he is or scared? You're going to say, thank you that you have sent the Holy Spirit for me. That's me. I don't know about you, but I'm like, Lord, I want more. I want more. I'd like to invite the band up. What I'd like us to do is, why don't we just all stand? And you can stand at home as well if you're able. And I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And we're going to see what happens. No agenda. We'll play it by ear. This will involve a bit of waiting. I know sometimes as humans we're like, oh, I don't like waiting. That's a bit uncomfortable. Are we willing to wait for the Holy Spirit? Are we, are we willing just to put aside our busyness, our own agendas? Are we willing to say, come, Lord? If you're willing, if you want to say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Why don't you just symbolically, as if you're receiving, hold out your hands like this. And at home as well, why don't you do that if you're able? or if you're catching up during the week. And I'm going to pray. Why don't we just close our eyes? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Some of you might feel something, maybe a tingling in your hands. That's just Holy Spirit coming in power. Sometimes we have physical reactions. Maybe you're feeling a bit warm. Maybe your palms are sweating a bit. Or maybe you're feeling just a real peace. for some of you the Lord is saying don't be scared don't be scared to invite me in see I know you better than you know yourself God would say the Lord would say I've actually numbered the very hairs on your head do not fear me for I've come to love you I've to come to pour out my peace upon you I've come to pour out my healing upon you I've come to pour out my truth upon you that will set you free I've come to guide you where you need guidance I've come to strengthen you where you are weak I've come to encourage you where you feel afraid 
I've come to equip you where you feel unequipped for the call I have placed on you. I've come to envision you where you feel like you lack vision. I've come to pour out my joy upon you where there has been mourning. I have come to comfort you where there has been sadness. Do not be afraid. The Lord would say, I have come. I am here. Will you receive? Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's just wait some more. We don't need to rush away. just see the Lord just falling over in this side of the room. Just receive, just receive. Come Holy Spirit. I just get the sense over here that the Holy Spirit is bringing clarity and truth where there has been confusion. I just pray Holy Spirit, would you come now? Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come now, bring comfort. I just get the sense of someone listening at home, more than one person, that you've used the words recently, I'm just going to give up. I just can't carry on. I, get, I, I feel like the Lord is saying, listen, just, just pause. Create space and receive from me because I'm going to pour into you that which you need at this time. If that's you, I just pray the Lord's blessing upon you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You know, we're going to just, uh, the band are going to lead us in a song. You know, we can't sing in the room, as you kind of know, but actually that's no bad thing. Why? Because this is a song, it's, it's actually a prayer, really. It's a request to say, Lord, would you move? And let's engage with this. Let's turn it into a prayer as we reach out to God. And you might want to kneel. You, want to, you might want to lie prostrate on the floor, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Let's engage with what God is doing in us and for us. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. 